Ladies and gentlemen, Streaker Sports here again. We got a preview for you. But first, you'll probably hear this around Thanksgiving. So just from us to you, happy Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of food. Yeah, I think this is arguably, you know, in my opinion, could be one of the top five, you know, five-day spans in the year. I mean, you're eating good the whole way. A lot of sports on, foot, NFL, college football, college basketball tournaments. It's it's really hard to beat this time of the year. Plus, you're with friends, family, a lot of good food. Unless you hate your food. family and they're really bad cooks. I mean, <laughs> then. yeah, that that's possible. But, but I think B-dubs is always open, so... Well, yeah, some people, you know, for their Thanksgiving, they'll eat it like KFC or something. I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I like KFC. Then honestly, I'll tell you what, if the food's bad and you hate your family, just get you a handle of something, sit down, watch some football, you'll be all right. Speaking of football, we got a loaded game. Oh, I thought you were going to say speaking of handles. <laughs> speaking of football, we got a loaded Thanksgiving Day slate. Let's Let's take a peek at that. First up, we got Lions-Bears. Bears are favored by three. The over-under set at 44.5. Mitch Trubisky. Is he, is he officially out? They ruled him out. They said that it's – I think he's he's in between, like, questionable and out. So, yeah. I think I think it's pretty clear. That I think Chase Daniel is going to get the start. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you said in the previous episode, he's had some experience with Nagy's offense. That, that plays a part in it. I kind of – I, th- I feel like he could do okay with it since he's got experience in it, and the Bears' defense is a good thing to lean on for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lions' offense, their offensive line's had a lot of trouble giving up sacks and whatnot. Yeah, I think it'd be close. I'm leaning towards the Bears, but I could see the Lions squeezing past them just barely, maybe by three. Well, it, the Bears are coming off – or the Lions are coming off that hot last week, you know, feeling feeling pretty good. Yeah, they're they're – I mean, not that they, you know, not that, like we said, not that uh, the uh, Panthers have won really any uh, away games, but I still think it's probably, you know, they're still, they're four and six now, so they may have a little bit of momentum going forward. Yeah, the Lions are coming in hot off of Panthers win. Bears just beat the Vikings. It, I think it could be close, especially with Chase Daniel starting. Line squeeze so throw them off a little bit. Yeah, line squeeze pass if they avoid sacks. Otherwise, I think the Bears win just primarily because their defense is uh-huh. probably the best in the league so far. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've, I've got the Bears going. I, honestly, I think the Bears are going to do a little more than plus three. I guess, well, that's the, they'll be the spread. But I think they're going to win by a, more than uh, three. I think they win by a touchdown. I can see the Bears win by a touchdown or Lions by a field goal anywhere within that range being possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I got I got the Bears in this one. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll lean that way with you. I'll go. I'll join you on that pick. Hey, we're gonna start out agreeing. Let's see how it goes. All right, let's see how the next one goes. Redskins, Cowboys, Cowboys favored by seven. Over unders at forty and a half. Colt McCoy is gonna be starting for the Redskins because Alex Smith's leg is just broken in many places. Um, but the Redskins, something we didn't talk about the last episode. They picked up Dirty Mark Sanchez, so he'll be back in Colton Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot. We didn't talk about that, did we? Mm-mm. So we got Dirty Sanchez backing him up. It's a short week for Colt McCoy to get ready for the Cowboys. In the end, I, I like the Cowboys in a close one. Redskins, they have that sneaky good defense. I don't think it's enough to stop Zeke and Dak. And I think I think this game we could actually see Amari Cooper put in a good performance. Yeah, I think they should definitely use him. Um, a little thing, if you guys – 
don't know, they are battling for first place in the NFC East. So big game for both teams there right now. Uh, another fun fact I did not throw in a second ago. I want to throw it in since it is Thanksgiving time. The Lions have 37 wins on Thanksgiving, making that the most in NFL history. So that's your uh, Thanksgiving fun fact on football there that I forgot to throw in when we were talking about them. It feels like they play but every Thanksgiving. I definitely Thanksgiving, agree with though. you, Clark. I think, I think the Cowboys um, can do this. You know, they got Zeke, which is a, you know, really helps them out on their rushing. Um, and Amari Cooper, if they put him to good use, I think he could benefit the team to push him for a win. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of doubting the Redskins. What was that? Second, I'm kind of doubting the Redskins secondary in this one. So I think we'll. I think we'll see maybe close to 100 yards from Cooper. Yeah, I think. I think. I think he targeted him. He's a capable individual by far. I think. Uh, you know, they're both pretty equally ranked teams coming down to offense, defense, and passing. But you know, rushing really helps out um, the Cowboys with Zeke. So I'm going to give it to the Cowboys probably by about a touchdown yeah I got a close one plus Cowboys are at home so that gives them maybe three points I got them anywhere within like maybe three to ten points Mm -hmm. yeah that that sounds like that sounds like a fair range so I think the over under though is going to be a close one here though 40 points I could see them both you know putting up 21 points or something around there so yeah it's definitely something to watch I would not take a bet on that one Mm mm-hmm and then final game Thanksgiving Day. I know I know you'll be tuning into this one, McAdams. Falcons Saints. Saints are favored by a oh, quite surprising thirteen and a half. Mm-hmm. Um over under set at sixteen and a half. That's a pretty big number. I mean, the Rams Chiefs game was set at I think sixty three and a half, so this is just expected to be three points less. I got a I got a good prediction for this one. I I think there's gonna be more than seven hundred passing yards combined between them. It it always is. You have to look at this game almost every time, and it's always a throwout between this. Year, the first game I think this year was you know uh, ten de- ten touchdowns total throwing, you know between Breeze and Ryan. So it's always a shootout here with uh, passing yards. Yeah, it's Saints defense has gotten better th- since their last meeting. The Falcons all defense. I think it's probably gotten worse since the last meeting i can see it going like breeze maybe 400 yards falcon i mean matt ryan 300 yards but in the end i got the saints winning i could see the falcons yeah, possibly covering though you know losing by less than 14 just because just, of that uh, nfc south rivalry and you know the number of times they meet every year that they're kind of like they they know each other very well yeah i i get that but and i've read an article today about that and they don't think the saints are gonna have you know a good uh, blowout on them or even a really big win it's gonna be close again but you know but and they were comparing it to the first game this year and watching the saints play and you know people are like well this is a biased opinion They've gotten a lot better from the first game now. Offensively, you know, they are a well-oiled machine. Um, and they've had that capability since the first of the season, and it's only gotten better with, you know, marking or coming back. But then you got to look at their defense seems to be playing better and better every game. Um, so I think they're going to make more stops against the Falcons. Um, and like we said, even last week, you know, the Falcons seem to be on a little bit of a slide downhill here. So I'm I'm taking the Saints are going to win – by at least two touchdowns yeah i mean last week i think they were favored against the eagles by nine maybe and i thought that was a pretty big number to be betting against but looking back that that they got that really easy so i could see them yeah possibly beating this spread too now 
Yeah, I mean, whether it can be a trap game, like we said, every game seems like a trap game to them, but it seems like every game they come out with the same momentum, full speed ahead. We're here to win, and we're here to win big. You know, Sean Payton is calling the plays. He's making those plays. They're going for it, and they're getting the first down. They're moving the ball, and they're controlling the ball for the majority of the game. So I've got a big win on him here against the Falcons. I think Matt Ryan's going to go out and throw, so that's not, I don't think, going to be an issue if you've got him on your fantasy team, but I think they're going to outplay him. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think about the over-under on this game? 60.5 is a pretty big number. I don't know. My part that I'm stuck on is how much are the Saints going to throw for, like how many touchdowns are they going to get, how many, and but how much, how well the Saints defense is going to play against the Falcons. Is it going to be a shootout again? You know, I could see the Saints putting up 40 points, and I could see the Falcons putting up 30, but I'm just not sure. I'm going to go over would be my bet. Yeah, I uh... – yeah, I could see it somehow being like 40-something to 20-something. You know, maybe the Falcons will get some yeah. points in garbage time, so I would take the over on that. Not really. I mean, it's, just, it's a tricky game because the Saints defense, in my opinion, has become out. And I mean, they are playing better. They're clearly playing better than they did at the beginning of the season. So uh, we'll really have to see. But I don't think – But there's no doubt in my mind the Saints are going to take this game pretty easily. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. So that's really about it for me on that one. Yeah, so since we're in consensus on that one, let's let's look ahead to this Sunday. First game we got is Giants-Eagles. Eagles are favored by six, over-under sitting around 46 points. I'm really surprised by this line. I, Eagles by six, I, I disagree with that heavily. I think Eli's been very impressive lately. Um... I think him versus the Eagles secondary is a huge huge mismatch in his favor because of the role he's been on. I don't think he's throwing touchdowns. I think he's throwing maybe five touchdowns, no interceptions recently. You know, Saquon, he's almost yeah. guaranteed to go for 100-plus because Zeke ran the ball easily against the Eagles defense. I, I don't think they've gotten a whole lot better since then. So Saquon's going to get his touches. In the end, I think the Giants win by, I would say, 7 to 10 points. Re- relatively close, but not that close. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I know we talked about this before and, like, me saying it can't just be the Carson Wentz show. But looking at the game itself, you've got two, you know, equally um, balanced quarterbacks really this year. You know, Wentz, 69.5%, 2,300 yards, five or 15 touchdowns, six interceptions. And then you've got Eli Manning, 68%, um, almost 69 2,700 yards, 13 touchdowns, six interceptions. So right there, you know, the quarterbacks are coming in about the same. But I think Barkley is going to play a big role for the Giants in this game. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm not – I'll take the Giants, but I can see it being by a field goal because, you know, with Tate and Ertz, that is their two weapons there really for the Eagles. So I think it's going to be a close game between them. Yeah, I, I could see it. I think it's going to be close either way, um, but I think we both agree Giants Giants are kind of the underdogs here, so I like them as underdogs, though, so I'm going to take them in this game. So next up, we got Jaguars-Bills. Jaguars are favored by three, over-unders at around 37.5. For this one, the Jaguars, they have to go to Buffalo. It's pretty cold in Buffalo this time of the year. They could be impacted by that. But the Bills are in a bad spot, primarily because they c- cut Nathan Peterman. I think mm-hmm. I think that really screwed them over. An interesting stat on Nathan Peterman, by the way, I saw that I think he could have, for all of his career passing attempts, he could have just spiked the ball into the ground every play and ended up with a better, I think, QBR than what he did. <laughs> well, that's an interesting statement. 
yeah, so moving on, I don't think the Jaguars, you know, I think I, I like them a lot in this game. They really impressed me last week against the Steelers, show that I because I kind of thought they were maybe just going to coast to the end of the year and just try to get a good draft pick. But last week they showed that they aren't completely done by hanging in there with the Steelers, and because of that, I got the Jaguars by seven plus this week. Yeah, I don't honestly, I don't know how good of a game it's going to be between the two teams. Um, we'll see. Blake Bortles is definitely the better quarterback out of the two here and running his offense. So I think that'll play a bigger part in it. But the the part that gets me is the over-under. I'm not sure where to go with it at 37.5 if it's going to be over-under. Um, but I will take the Jags. Um, I'll take him by a touchdown this week. And I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be a very good game. No, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a great game to watch either. But it's it's football, so somebody's going to watch it. That is true. Alrighty, so moving on next, we got Seahawks Panthers. Panthers at home, favored by three and a half. Over unders at forty seven and a half right now. In my opinion, this is kind of like my game of the week because I think this will probably be one of the more competitive games we'll see this week. Panthers, they're five and zero at home. I haven't won a game on the road. In the end, I, I kind of like their defense more, a little more than Seattle's, I would say, because I think their defense stands a better chance of stopping Seattle's run than Seattle's defense stopping the Panthers' offense. So I got the Panthers. It's going to be a close one. Panthers in a dog fight. I'm not necessarily necessarily saying that they'll cover by winning by four or more. It could just be a field goal, but I think they'll end up coming out on top. Yeah, I think I think the Panthers here. You know, they've they've lost their road games. I think I think they won one. They they could if have I'm won correct. one, but yeah, they're one one and four. Yeah, but they're undefeated at home so far. Yeah, so and so they're undefeated at home, which is going to help them out. And I think they have a sense of, you know, we got to we probably should win some games here. Uh, Seattle's defense, I think, is going to put up a, a hell of a fight though. Um, so definitely going to be the game of the week for them. Um, so it's interesting to see how they all do. But I got. I also this um, week have the Panthers. I think they're gonna they're gonna beat the spread here and go for at least a touchdown um, for the win um, by at least seven. So yeah, and this this could be a future wild card game scenario that we see too because they're both sitting I think in the fifth and sixth spots right now. So, uh, I believe so. I, so yeah, if the I season, got a loop in here. Yeah, yeah. Because so if the season ended today, this is a wild card matchup we would see. So that's going to be interesting too if that plays out that way because they've already seen each other again. So making another probably good wild card game come later in the season. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a game to watch this week. But moving on, we got Raiders Ravens. Ravens favored by ten and a half. Over unders at forty three. So another pretty big spread there. Yeah, but this time the Raiders are, I would say they're horrible against the run. That's putting it easy, putting it, you know, not trying to hurt any feelings, but they're horrible. <laughs> they're not good. No. But so this means, this means that Lamar won't have to throw a lot. We saw him run a, quite a bit on Sunday. But I could see I could see Harbaugh setting up some pass plays for him just because, like, today I saw Harbaugh in a press conference get pretty heated about people asking about Lamar and – if he's actually a good throwing quarterback. So I, th- I could see him setting up some passing plays for him, maybe getting some on film so other teams know, like, uh, he can throw the ball too. But I think they should definitely should go to that. Even just, you know, I think they, they're going to have the run game down. They're going to have that advantage. So I think, like I said, I said it uh, for the 
review, um, I forget who I was talking about, but getting some throws in there, one, to get him some, you know, some game time throwing practice um, while they, then they can still, you know, if they have to push it on a, you know, a second long or third and short or something, they can run the ball as well. Um, but also, like you say, get along film, show that he has the capability of moving the ball down the field w- while throwing the ball. Yeah, so they'll try maybe try to get some film on him just to show other teams that he's a threat throwing the ball as well as running it. But in the end, I got the Ravens. I would say by around thir- anywhere from 13 to 20. The only thing I can say is that if if they don't use him a lot for throwing, the opposite reason for that be would to not show other teams, you know, how he throws. If they're confident with him in practice and stuff and try to get the teams to bring a run-heavy defense against them, and then try to air the ball out and get some plays in the air. That would be the only other strategic thing to do in that situation. Yeah, I, I can see them doing that too, but I feel like they're they're going to do this probably just so he can get some like actual experience against other teams, not just their scout team per se. Oh, absolutely. You're going to want to get that game time, you know, under pressure. Let's get the first down kind of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Next one, we got 49ers, Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by three and a half. Over-under set at 55. I think Jameis is starting this time. So it seems like they're always flipping back and forth between Jameis and Fitzgerald. Whoever got benched at the end of last game isn't starting, it seems like. Until somebody throws some interceptions and then, well, get out of the game. Yeah, so I don't... The 49ers secondary, when I watched them against Eli and the Giants, I, I think that they got torched. So I could see Jameis. All right, this is just a prediction. I'm not saying this no. is going to happen. Jameis comes in, throws a few picks. Fitzgerald comes in, torches them. But I like the Bucks to win and cover in that scenario. Yeah, I could see that. You know, speaking of the QBs and interceptions, there, um, Buccaneers starting QBs two plus interceptions in six straight games. So they're on a roll here for <laughs> interceptions. True. Um, but you know, Winston may come out like. I don't want to get Bensie. Let me try to have a good game. And he may have a good game against the 49ers, but I can definitely agree that there's a possibility that he's going to go out and throw four interceptions. Because clearly they let him throw more interceptions before they take him out than they do Fitzmagic. But it seems like when Fitzmagic comes off that bench, he is ready to go. Yeah. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a charge up. Maybe he powers up. <laughs> he charges up to go Super Saiyan on him. But another interesting stat that I saw today, the NFC South quarterbacks, they lead the league in multiple categories. Like Breeze leads it in completion percentage, a lot of things like that, touchdown-interception ratio. A lot ratio. of things, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, I think Matt Ryan leads it in passing yards per game, possibly. Cam Newton leads it in a category that's good. But then you got the Buccaneers that lead the league in interception percentage. <laughs> that's when you're like oh, we need to look at a new quarterback that is the part when you need to like figure some shit out yeah they're they're uh, or in- even the fact that you have to rotate your quarterbacks at an nfl level that is like some that's like some high school shit i i, I don't even see it a lot at the high school level honestly like you rotate your quarterbacks every couple games somebody fucks up because they don't know the fucking play that is what you're looking at yeah, they're they're in some deep shit down there, I'll be quite honest. Some old deep doo-doo. Yep, so uh, next we got Browns-Bengals. Bengals favored by three, over-under at 47 and a half. 
I think the Browns' offense is good ever since you know my man Hugh Jackson left. Well, I don't, I don't think I don't think it, gate out. What? well I don't think it I don't I think it was Hugh's it. fault the offense wasn't doing good. I'm putting that blame on Todd Haley. You know Hugh's Hugh's innocent. He's a good he's a good coach. He's always had good records. Yeah. I mean eight and eight that's a five hundred. What what else could you ask for? Yes, but you know I like the Browns' offense. I think they're doing good. But their defense is where they're struggling right now. Their defense ranks 30th against the pass and 28th against the run. Yeah. And uh, a, special, a special shout out. Guess who's going to be on the opposite sideline of the Browns this week? Who's that? Hugh Jackson. What? Yep. The the Bengals hired him as, I think, assistant to the head coach. Was this suicide? Uh, I don't know. What but part of this sounds like a good... This sounds like the... But Hugh Jackson's going to be able to tell them everything the Browns are going to do, and for that reason, I like the Bengals close. Ooh. That is a good point. It's like the whole Condoleezza Rice thing all over again. Um, I, honestly, I'm going to give the Bengals a little more credit. I think they're going to be able to go against the Cleveland's defense and put up a few more points. Um, I got them by at least a touchdown. And uh, w- just, just your opinion, McAdams, what do you think the over-under is on the number of times that the announcers for the Browns Bengals game talk about Condoleezza Rice during the game. I got well, the depend, over, I got the over. It depends if Booger's riding around that stupid little car. What? It depends if Booger's riding around that stupid last little car. No, this is this is a Sunday, I think Sunday afternoon game, so Booger won't be mobile that time. He's probably at home taking some notes, getting ready for Monday night football. That is true. That is yeah, um, I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be brought up a lot. Yeah, it's it's going to be brought up an annoying amount. To a point where I probably mute the TV and watch the game. I probably won't. I've, I'm sure there's other, a lot better games to watch at this time slot. So I'll probably be watching other games. But I might flip over just to, just to hear their input on Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on, we got Patriots-Jets. Patriots favored by ten and a half. Over unders at forty six. Uh, this isn't even a debate. You got Tom Brady versus either Darnold or McCown, and I just what do you mean? Darnold's a good quarter. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm yeah, try so, to argue that. Yeah, it's it. There, it's not a debate. I got the Patriots rolling big. Even they'll they'll cover the spread easily. Oh yeah. The, the, when I was looking at this, I didn't have much to, you know, write down. But this is not going to be a. I don't think an issue for the Patriots, and if it if it is, there is a problem. Uh, Belichick and Brady are gonna, you know, out coach, out play this game from the beginning of the game, ball handling everything. You know whether or not they've had some, you know, some bad games and they've been struggling. This is not their level of struggling. No, this is this is just ugly now. This is dirty. It's it's going to be ugly out there on Sunday. I'll just say that much. Somebody forgot to wipe their ass. Kind of dirty. That kind of dirty? That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's special kind of dirty right there. But m- moving on from ass wiping, next we got Cardinals Chargers. Chargers favored by 12.5. Over-unders around 45.5. Both these teams are coming off disappointing losses. Cardinals to the Raiders, but I don't know how disappointing that is because, you know, they're, they locked up the first overall draft pick pretty much by losing that game. Um, Chargers came, coming off a one-point loss to the Broncos. I'll take the Chargers to win in this one. But I'm not. I'm not completely sure if they'll cover the twelve and a half point spread. I can um, see no. them. I can see them winning mm-hmm. by maybe a touchdown. Because I'm thinking a touchdown, maybe a field goal. Yeah, a lot of the Chargers games 
overall, they're looking really close, looking at this trend that they have. So I could see them winning by a field goal or touchdown. I don't think they're going to beat the spread. No, they will not be spreads. They may win by 10. I think their defense is going to play well against Cardinals. I think that's going to be a good fantasy put in. If you don't have anybody, if you have Chargers defense, I think it's going to be a good week for them. But beating the spread is not going to happen. Uh, I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to go under on the over-under as well. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that too. So next we got Steelers Broncos. Steelers favored by three in, in Denver. Over-under at 46 and a half. Broncos are coming off a big win over the Chargers, like we just said. It may be a one-point mm-hmm. win, but that's a big win for them. And then and then you got Big Ben, all right? Big Ben's going to Denver. And, you know, Big Ben's getting up there in age, so he might he might be going through a midlife crisis, all right? This is just a scenario. I'm not saying he it's going to He may partake. Happen. He may partake in the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. Yes, he may partake in the devil's lettuce and maybe maybe get a little high, you know? And well, you're looking at this, you know, in this game, you know, Big Ben's gonna get out there, but you got Keenum, and he's looking to break his touchdown to interception ratio. He's looking to throw just as many interceptions as his possibly as his touchdowns. He's rocking eleven touchdowns and ten interceptions. Yeah, yeah, Keen- Keenum's. So they are they are at home. Lot. They are at home. No, yeah. he's not doing hot at all. That is a that is a bad that's a bad ratio. Yeah, but but you know. In the end, I, I think the Broncos could possibly win this partially because of the Big Ben thing. You know, if, say okay, Big well, Ben. Well, I'm not going off that. I Nope. I've definitely got the Steelers in this game. I got them by at least a touchdown. Okay. End of story. But ju- just think what – all right, so say Big Ben doesn't for doesn't willingly smoke. What if, you know, it's legal there. It's Thanksgiving weekend. They're all token up. Big Ben gets a contact eye, throws maybe three or four picks. Maybe that happened last week in Jacksonville too. I'm not sure. I'm over this. Moving on. Uh, all right, we'll I'm move on. I got, Bron- I got Broncos winning a close one. But moving on, we got Dolphins, Colts. Colts favored by nine and a half. That's a little surprising to me, but looking at their dominant performance last weekend, I can see why that number is so high now. But the over-under is at 51. But right now the Colts are rolling. I like the Colts in this one, but, you know, it's been five games now that their offensive line hasn't given up a sack. I think it's been over 200 snaps. So, but they they're starting center Ryan Kelly's out in this one. So I think because of that, they'll probably give up a sack in this one. So that streak will come to an end. But in the end, I like the Colts by around seven to ten, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I think definitely it's amazing how well the Colts' offensive line is meshed together. Um, but I think they're gonna, I, you know, I could see him trying to go another game without a sack. Honestly, I could. I think they've meshed together. I think they'll. I think they'll run this offense a little different. Um, they'll try to make some pickups on that, um, get the double teams where they can. Um, and with the Dolphins, the way they're playing, I've got the Colts by at least at least 10. The only, the only reason I'm I not, think that— I'm not getting carried away because I always say, you know, the Colts will figure out a way to fuck this up. But I could see them meshing together, doing some pickups, and running this just a little bit different to try to, try to keep um, Andrew Luck from getting his, like, 965 sacks. Yeah, I'm just the only thing that worries me about this is they're starting centers out, and that's kind of like the leader of the offensive line group, you know. That's what that's what I'm saying though. I know he's out, so that's what I'm saying. I think they're going to Mexico and try to get some pickups where they can, double team where they can, and try to pay up. But the Dolphins could bring some blitzes, but they may have to get some short pass, fast plays to get that ball out of there and keep him, keep him from getting annihilated. As many times he's been hit, it's like you know, it's kind of like a. Running over a dead baby, you can only do it so many times. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But 
I think yeah, the Dolphins are definitely going to bring the blitz. I mean, you've seen what happens when Luck doesn't get sacked in the game. Colts have won their last five games, right? So they're going to have to try to get pressure on him because mm-hmm. if, if they don't, he's just going to pick you apart, and the Colts are going to walk yeah. away with a win. So yeah, the definitely Dolphins yeah. are definitely going to bring the blitz on this one. But in the end, I, Colts by you know seven to ten somewhere, possibly covering the spread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. So Sunday, holy past the biscuits. Yes. Amen. Amen. So Sunday night we got Packers Vikings. Vikings favored by three and a half. We have the over under at forty seven and a half. I'm I'm seriously doubting the Packers right now, but I'm it's gonna I know it's probably gonna come back to bite me in the ass. Doubting Aaron Rodgers, you know how that goes. Yeah, it's but I McCarthy is what I doubt. He I just feel like he's out there to try to mess this up. Uh, what I'm saying is, I don't think McCarthy's winning these games. I think it's Aaron Rodgers that's winning these games. Like, I think, I, I'm not saying McCarthy's game plan is going to come bite me in the ass. I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is going to somehow, <laughs> somehow do something crazy and make an insane play and, you know, end up somehow beating me. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's the only thing, though, but I could see, I, you know, I know you ain't, I know you hating on Kirk Cousins, but I could see him getting out there and doing a little stuff. That's why I have the Vikings Dillon, winning. Some digs. I have oh, the you Vi- do. You, I have the yeah. Okay, good. I have the Vikings winning, just because Kirk Kirk Cousins is going to pad his win loss ratio against because of another sub five hundred team. My problem with with the Green Bay winning is their lack of of rushing, with the with the lack of their rushing ability. That's what worries me. I mean, two games ago, Aaron Jones had a good game, but against Seattle, it was. Yeah, it, you it got was, all you got all rock solid about that. I remember. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're going more in front of the, the Saints type of thing. He just doesn't do anything. Oh, but anyway, I, I was putting out I was putting out hypotheses, and I guess Dude, it was proved wrong. It, it was proved wrong. I'll admit it. They're not they're not going for the Saints look anymore. They're going for something right. completely different. It's probably All right, not as long work. as we got that covered. Yeah, they're very good. Alrighty, and for the final NFL game of the week, we got Titans Texans Monday Night Football. All right, McAdams, just I'm gonna tell you to prepare yourself because I'm pro- what I'm gonna say is probably gonna make you mad. All right, go for it. But according to the roller coaster theory, the Titans are yeah. going to lose. Yeah, but I know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the Texans are on a seven-game win streak. Roller coaster theory. They went up two games, so they're gonna have to go down two games. Titans lose this one. I got the Texans by ten plus, potentially a blowout in Houston. Yeah, um, I I think the Texans. I, I, I'm not so mad about your roller coaster theory this game. I think the Texans have the weapons to use to beat the Titans fairly easily. You know, they the Titans have had some good games this year, but I don't think there's a doubt that the Texans are gonna easily win this game. Yeah, it's. I think if they use Demarius Thomas, unlike last game, so, you know, F you guys. Oh, the Ricer's back and he's here. <laughs> but no, but uh, honestly, the Texans, I, I think they they have, you know, Demarius Thomas, I think they really should use. And last week he was targeted once, which is, for whatever their game plan was, is fine. Um, but I think they have the ability to beat them with, you know, Miller, Hopkins, um, you know, Watson throwing to them i think they can move past the titans and their roller coaster theory as you put it easily yeah i think demarius thomas will i I could see him getting maybe seven to nine catches this week but having a pretty good week overall yeah i thought that last week too that went well for me yeah (laughs) yeah i think houston's got this one and tennessee's five and five so the roller coaster theory so far is looking pretty even so 
Yeah, I think it might have just become like a, a proven theory, not just a hypothesis I have. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works, Bob. Oh, well, I I think it's pretty proven. That's what I'm going to I'm going to say that. OK, sure enough. Anyways. Uh, yep. So two. that's all the NFL previews for this week. Well, let's take a quick look at some of the big college football games for this week. This week is rivalry week. You know, all these teams most likely hate each other at this point. So the first one we're going to look at number six, Oklahoma at number 13, West Virginia. Oklahoma is still favored by two on the road. The over-under on this game is at 85 and a half. That's a high over-under. Oh, I love it. It's just like the Chiefs-Rams game. If it's this high, you have to take it. Both these teams are guaranteed to put up 40-plus points, so this is free money. But, yeah, but if they put up 40, 41 points, 42 points apiece, then you didn't get it. So, Clark, 40-plus does not make sense, Bob. They can't each put up 42 points apiece, though. That would end in a tie, and there's no ties. How many overtimes are going to go to? Well, in college, it goes two overtimes. You can kick extra points, but in the third overtime, you have to start going for two every time until you have a winner. What if the game never ends? Well, it'll eventually end, or else, you know, the universe will cease to exist, pretty much. Okay, fair enough. But, yeah. Yeah, Okay, 42 and 43? Yeah, at that point, you you would hit the... You would lose. You would lose, okay. So, but I think it's going to score more I, than that. That's what I'm saying. I understand. No, I think it's going to be a yeah. Definitely take the over on this one. It's going to go. They're going to they're going to get touchdowns, and that score is going to go up real quick. Mm-hmm. A lot of on the, a lot riding on the line for each of these teams. If if Oklahoma wins, that sets up a rematch with Texas for the Big Twelve championship, and that would keep also keep their playoff hopes alive. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of that. But so, in that scenario, I like West Virginia play spoiler. We're, Will Greer have a fucking hell of a day, and they're going to come off with a victory in Morgantown. I would definitely agree with that. The moonshine will flow. I'll say that much. <laughs> All right. All right, so next we got number 16, Washington, at number 8, Washington State. Washington State's favored by three. Over-unders at 48 and a half. I can't go against Mike Leach and the Washington State Cougars. I'm rolling with them heavy. Washington State's playoff hopes are still going to be alive. But, you know, I've been looking at the over-under 48-and-a-half. I could see this game turn into a shootout, like possibly 40-something to 30-something, so that would kill the over. So I would, I would, you know, maybe sprinkle a little moolah on that over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I'm not sure about the over-under, but I definitely got Washington State on this one. Um, I think they're going to take it by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I think they'll definitely so, cover too. So you might run a little parlay, sprinkle a little, sprinkle a little. I don't dough like sprinkling moolah on some possible shootouts. I love it. it nothing, nothing gets the blood flowing like throwing money on uncertain games. So moving like, on. Sounds a lot like strippers. I mean, technically yes, but enough about strippers because we know Tom Herman. He didn't do anything wrong. Hook him hook them so next we got number four michigan at wait i'm not sure i think it's at michigan so number four michigan versus number 10 ohio state michigan state michigan is favored by five over-unders at 55 and a half ohio state's been skating on thin ice these last few weeks running these playing these close games last week beating maryland by one in overtime this week the, that ice is going to break michigan's going to roll and uh urban meyer will most likely have some medical problem you know the only thing i can think of here in this game when i was looking at this was that while they have been skating on thin ice and you know, they're coming off that game last week and 
unless the possibility of Urban Meyer just talking them and coaching them boys up where they come out a lot harder than they did last week and fix some of the big mistakes they made last week um, to help make that game a little closer. You, did you see uh, the pictures Ohio State put out today of their what their scout teams were in this week? Uh, uh-uh. They somehow secured Michigan jerseys and Michigan helmets for the scout team to wear, so Ohio State, like, I guess to get their hatred flowing early, you could say. There we go. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool, but I, in is. the end, I don't think it'll be worth it. I think Michigan will just win. So next we have number seven, LSU, number 22, Texas A&M. Texas A&M's favored in this one by one and a half. Over-unders at 47. I think this Texas A&M defense is underrated. I've I've watched them a few times this year. They've done they've rather impressed me when I've watched them. I think it should be low scoring, so I would you know sprinkle a little money on that under under forty seven right there. But I can I can see LSU losing. But honestly, I could see it going either way. I don't think LSU's offense is still struggling a little bit. Texas A&M could force them to a few points, but it could go either way. Just I, I'm putting money on LSU just for the hatred of Texas A&M on my part, so I've got LSU taking this game. Okay, why do you hate Texas A&M? It's a long story we don't need to get into in this episode. All right, we'll bring we'll bring that story to you a little bit later. So for our next one, we got number three Notre Dame at USC. Notre Dame's favored by twelve. You, you, I could see this being a potential trap game if this was the USC that's usually playing but this year's usc is just it's having a lot of problems so i think notre dame rolls but in the end you never know with these kind of rivalry games but i I, Mm -hmm. i'm I'm heavily leaning towards notre dame covering especially since they beat the brakes off a highly ranked syracuse team last week so in the end i got notre dame rolling yeah i don't think this gonna be a problem for notre dame so i think they're gonna roll right over so uh spread's pretty large but i think they, they can cover it so yeah Notre Dame by at least the spread here in this one. Yes, sir. And then we're just we're keeping it home, home and local for this last one. IU Purdue, Old Oak and Bucket. Purdue's favored by four over-unders at 65. Both these teams are five and six right now. So the winner of this game gets to go to a bowl game. Purdue's coming off an overtime loss to Michigan to Wisconsin at home. IU lost a close one at Michigan last week, but in the end, Purdue's just too explosive, mainly because of Rondell Moore. I think he might be one of the best, I would say the best freshman in the country. So I got Purdue winning by around 10 points in this one. Yeah, I think it's going to definitely be a good game. Uh, Personally, I hope IU pulls this game out um, and wins, but just personal... I think it's just going to be a fun game to watch for me and just to enjoy it after watching it for all these years. I'm afraid Purdue's going to take the game, but I'm going to stay hopeful that IU pulls it out. All righty, so that wraps up all the college football preview. Now it's time, folks, get the checkbooks out, open them computers, call the bookies. We're bringing you our free bets of the week. Last week we had we had a 500 record combined, but in the weeks prior to that we were we were on a roll. But I'm sure McAdams agrees. This week we're looking at we're looking to get on a heater. All right, we're gonna ride this heater till the end, baby, and we're gonna cash out <laughs> on the heater. So, McAdams, give me your underdog bet of the oh, week. So my underdog of the week now, we're looking at it here, um, kind of contradicting myself, but the best possibility I can come up with, if I'm going for an underdog this week, is gonna be. 
uh, Broncos over the Steelers. There we go. You're finally agreeing with me well, a little bit. I, no, I don't agree. But if I'm going for one, that's the one I'm going with. That's the one I'm most confident about. Okay, okay. My underdog of the week, people, Eli Manning. You you should buy some stock in him. He's he's trending up. He's up. He's up. He's up. I got Giants plus six over the Eagles. Lock it in. Book it. That's the underdog of the week. Now, McAdams, what is your spread pick of the week? Mm-hmm. Uh, my spread pick of the week, uh, I'm going um, Bears to win. I can see the Bears pulling out a, uh, you know, a, a winning by seven. Um, I think they're capable. I know they're struggling, but I, I still got the Bears in this one. All righty. Defense, so. I think they can stop them. So I got the Bears to win by more than three. All right. For my spread pick of the week, Texans favored by four and a half versus the Titans. It's going to be more than 10. It's going to be probably 10 plus points. I'd lock that in on the spread pick of the week. They're definitely going to kill that spread. So, McAdams, do you have an over of the week? Yeah, Saints-Falcons. I'm going over. I'm not sure how the points are going to play out, so um, that's something I'm not sure at how many they're going to score, but I've got that game going over. I'm just strictly picking NFL games. If I had to pick an over on this one, I would pick any of any level. I'd pick Oklahoma-West Virginia over 85 and a half. Or maybe Washington, Washington State over 48 and a half. But for the, my NFL pick, I'm going to roll with Steelers Broncos over 46 and a half. I think Steelers are going to put up some points. Broncos are going to put up some points. But I think they're each going to possibly stand the chance of scoring 20 plus. So I'm going to roll with that for my over. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the Steelers Bronco game on the NFL. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you have an under of the week? Yeah, so my um, under for the week is going to be uh, Bucks 49ers under 55. You know, it makes you wonder why they set that so high at like 55. Maybe because both their defenses are bad? I'm not sure. Well, I get it. I don't know. But, you know, and, and Winston may throw a lot of pick sixes, so that could be a terrible pick right there. But that's what I'm going with. I mean, at least at least you're confident in it. That's all that matters, right? Put the yep. moolah on it. Yep. My under of the week, I got Bears-Lions under 44.5. Both these teams, Bears got that good defense. Offense is a little shaky. Lions, they have an okay offense. Defense is shaky. I don't think Lions score more. One of the teams is not going to score over 20 points, and the other team's going to score right around 20. So I got under 44.5 on that one. And it's time for the lock of the week mcadams what's your guaranteed lock of the week uh my lock of the week here i'm going with uh patriots over jets by more than 10 and a half that's that's pretty safe bet i would say i mean jets are very bad patriots i would say pretty good so the locks where you're gonna make your money back is what my lock is so that's your that's your cover right there i think i've been right every time on my lock so take that one go for it yep so folks Listen up, folks. Lock it in. Ravens are going to cover against the Raiders. Win by more than 10.5. They could win by 14 to 20 to more. All right? These Raiders, they're not the Raiders you used to know. These Raiders are awful. Don't bet on them. Bet against them every time. So take the Ravens to cover. All righty. So th- those are our bets of the week. Lock them in. Take them to the bookie. We're, making, we're giving you free money, all right? You might as well take it. We make that money for you. You put the money in, we'll make it. Just just listen to us, all right? Trust us, trust us, trust us. And with that, the only thing that'll make you matter than losing money to some bets of the week is losing your fantasy of the week. 
Yes. So now so we're with gonna, that, Clark. Yep. Now we're going to get into some fantasy. McAdams, who are you starting this week? One one player that you guarantee is going to go off stardom. Uh, I've actually got two this week. I got Kamara and uh, Matt Ryan. I still think Matt Ryan's going to get some points this week throwing. He always does in this game. And I think Kamara's going to go off against the Falcons' rush defense. I, I can definitely see that. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. I could see them both putting up, I would say, over 20 points easily. Yeah, absolutely. So those are my two my two stardoms. And for you, Clark, they are? I'm, I'm very similar to you. I'm starting Drew Brees. <laughs> that's that is a that is a good this game good is, option to have in this week. This the Saints Falcons game is just a fantasy hay fest. We're we're gonna love it. it. It's a fa- it's a fantasy it's a fantasy fantasy kind of. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. anyways, okay, that's enough. Ooh, wow. So McAdams, who are you sitting this week? Uh, sitting this week, I am sitting big goofy ass Gronk and his hurt ass all year, fucking me over ass is he's gonna sit on the bench he's still questionable i don't know but i'm fucking over it all right sounds like you and him have some beef that needs to be settled we may do that on next week's review if he doesn't you know perform for you but pick gronk up oh gronk will do fine he'll always get some points him and his broken back shoulder neck whole body issue problem so for my sit i got matthew stafford this bears defense is something else people it's a monster. It eats and feeds on opposing QBs, and Matthew Stafford <laughs> is next in line. <laughs> Sit him on the bench. If you, re- I mean, he, he may he may not get over five points this week. I'll be quite honest with you. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Okay, so sit get him, him out. Sit him. And then our final one, our sleeper of the week, McAdams. Who who's not popping up on people's radars that possibly going to go off this week? Honestly, I I didn't pull a whole lot of sleepers this week. Um, I couldn't. I didn't see anything that really jumped it. So I'm leaving it blank this week. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna upset anybody this week. I mean, that's that's not a bad idea. Instead of upsetting someone and making a wrong pick, you're just not gonna make a pick. Amen. But I got one sleeper. He's on my team. Alex Collins, running back, Baltimore. Raiders run defense. Like I said earlier, awful. So I think I think he could have a huge day. I mean, he hasn't. He's had maybe. He hasn't scored over 10 points in a few weeks, but now that Ravens are morphing more towards a run-heavy offense with Lamar, Oakland's rate run defense is very poor. I could see the Ravens running the ball, I would say, 70% of their offensive plays at least. So I think he'll get some good numbers, maybe get a touchdown or two. I think it's, I think it's a fair pick. You know, you were a little got out to a little more than me on that one, but uh, I wanted to play it safe. So, That's But I fair. won't disagree with That's you. That's fair. So... That's about it for today's episode. You got anything, any last things to say, McAdams? Uh, no, that's it. Take the bets, make some moolah, and uh, that's about it, Bob. All righty, folks. Well, you heard it here. Lock those bets in. Start those fantasy lineups. Sit, sit Matthew Stafford. You know, sit Gronk, like we said. We're just trying to help you. We're here to help. Take our advice. It's free. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.